Hey, this is Jake, editor and uploader for the Bus Boys Podcast. Now, before we get to today's episode, I have to warn you that a certain somebody whose name rhymes with Reclaim Restbrook uh, selected the wrong recording settings on this episode, so the audio quality, not great. So you've been forewarned. So on behalf of uh, Reclaim, this is an apology. So, all right, on to the episode. Hello and welcome to the Bus Boys Podcast. Alex is um coming down the stairs, so he is not here to do his Hello and show. welcome to the Bus Boys Podcast. There it is. Where our entrance is delayed just like the amount of time that we spent to actually start recording again. It was not delayed. You were just late. There's a difference. Yes, we're very late as well. <laughs> it works either, either way. Alex, it's only been, what, two, uh, Alex still peeked the mic from across the room, so new book. Same old bus, boys. It's true, bro. So you, you expected something different? No. Nope. Never change. Now, here's the thing, gang. We're diving into the book of John, the gospel of John, as a matter of fact. And I think we've we've thoroughly discussed our decision here on previous episodes of the cast. But I do think it, it takes some time, you know. I was real proud, relieved that we had finished reading Romans. I loved being in Romans. But I'm glad that we, that we accomplished that, that we had finished it. Yeah, especially because we took two years. But is one ever truly finished with reading a book from the Bible? Spin the wheel. No. No, no, they're not. Things are going to look a little different here on this episode of the cast, or this season, this edition of the cast. Because instead of just reading through the verses of... But no, you didn't. Instead of alternating reading through the verses in this book of John, we're going to have alternating reading chapters of the book of John. I'm not sure exactly the reasoning behind all this. I didn't realize this Bible of mine... Because uh, we can. That is the biggest reason. It's better for the flow of the podcast. We could, in fact, can do that. People are, like, bumping through, like, wait, where am I starting? Yeah. And uh, the random wheel... And you know our production value. That Knock will be our first speaker. Which did seem preordained, if I do say so. I didn't realize this Bible that I had is a uh, red-letter Bible. Red letter Bibles do kind of slap, though. It's so. true. Furthermore, before That's we true. get to that, I'd like to present this all new edition for for a new chapter, new edition of McLean's Mail Corner, in which there is actually no mail. So I just want to shout out and say, hey, Chris Krang, um, Alex Paul, uh, JJ Paul, J- even Jake Westbrook. I'm sorry for calling all of you guys goobers, and please, will you write us mail? Because I really enjoy reading your emails and answering your questions and talking about the subjects you bring up. Because I think you guys are insightful and offer quite a bit of uh, in helpful topics to discuss and that Especially. are very pertinent to our, our podcast. And please write again. I'm sorry. I didn't mean it when I say goober. JJ, uh, you're not that big of a – you're not a goober. Bro, uh, quit simping. Chris Krang, please. you're not a goober either. That Can one you email – making this you, in that voice? So please send us more mail. Thank I think you. it would actually be a divine miracle if anybody listened beyond that voice right there. It's true. If so, you're still here, please let me soothe your ears with the scripture. So now that McLean's <laughs> mail corner, <laughs> now that we've rolled up McLean's mail corner, let's unroll the Gospel of John. Knox, if you would. All right, the Gospel according to John, chapter one. Speak this into is, the mic, please. This is a pretty long one. No, but, we're all uh, blowing we're it out. Grind. It's no big deal. Straight through it. Rise and grind, gamers. Okay. <laughs> In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The same was the beginning, was in the beginning with God. All things were made by Him, 
and without him was not anything made that was made. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. And the light shineth in darkness, and the darkness comprehended not. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. The same came for a witness, to bear witness of the light that all men through him might believe. He was not the light, but was sent to bear witness of that light. That was the true light, which lighteth every man that cometh into the world. He was in the world, and the world was made by him, and the world knew him not. He came unto his own, and his own received him not. But as many as received him, to them gave he power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on his name, which were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. And the word was made flesh, and dwelt among us. And we beheld his glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. John bare witness of him, and cried, saying, This was he of whom I spake. He that cometh after me is preferred before me, for he was before me. And of his fullness we all have received, and grace for grace. For the law was given by Moses, but grace and truth came by Jesus Christ. No man hath seen God at any time. The only begotten Son, which is in the bosom of the Father, he hath declared him. And this is the record of John, when the Jews sent priests and Levites from Jerusalem to ask him, Who art thou? And he co confessed, and denied not, but confessed, I am not the Christ. And they asked him, What then? Art thou Elias? And he saith, I am not. Art thou a prophet? And he answered, No. Then they said unto him, Who art thou? That we may give an answer to them that sent us. What sayest thou of thyself? He said, I am the voice of one crying in the wilderness, Make straight the way of the Lord, as said the prophet Isaiah. And they which were sent were of the Pharisees. And they asked him, and said unto him, Why baptizest thou then, if thou be not the, that Christ, nor Elias, neither that prophet? John answered them, saying, I baptize with water, but there standeth one among you whom ye know not. He it is, who coming after me is preferred before me, whose shoes latched I am not worthy to unloose. These things were done in Beth, Bethabra, beyond Jordan, where John was baptizing. The next day John seeth Jesus coming unto him, and saith, Behold, the Lamb of God, which taketh away the sin of the world. This is he of whom I said, After me cometh a man which is preferred before me, for he was before me. And I knew him not, but that he should be made manifest to Israel. Therefore I am come, baptizing with water. And John bare record, saying, I saw the Spirit descending from heaven, like a dove, and it abode upon him. And I knew him not, but he that sent me to baptize with water, the same said unto me, Upon whom thou shalt see the Spirit descending, and remain on him, the same is he which baptizeth with the Holy Ghost. And I saw, and bare record, that this is the Son of God. Again, the next day after John stood and two of his disciples, looking upon Jesus as he walked, he said, Behold, the Lamb of God. And the two disciples heard him speak, and they followed Jesus. Then Jesus turned, and saw them following, and saith unto them, What seek ye? They said unto him, Rabbi, which is to say, being interpreted, Master, where dwellest thou? He saith unto them, Come and see. They came, and saw where he dwelt, and abode with him that day, for it was about the tenth hour. One of the two which heard John speak and followed him was Andrew, Simon Peter's brother. He first findeth his own brother Simon, and saith unto him, We have found the Messiah, which is, being interpreted, the Christ. And he which brought him to Jesus 
And when Jesus beheld him, and he brought him to Jesus. And when Jesus beheld him, he said, Thou art Simon, the son of Jonah. Thou shalt be called Cephas, which is by interpretation a stone. The day following Jesus would go forth into Galilee and find Philip, and saith unto him, Follow me. Now Philip was of Bethsidia, the city of Andrew and Peter. Philip findeth Nathaniel, Nathaniel, and saith unto him, We have found him, of whom Moses in the law and the prophets did write, Jesus of Nazareth, the son of Joseph. Nathaniel said unto them, Can there any good thing come out of Nazareth? Philip said unto him, Come and see. Jesus saw Nathanael coming to him, and saith of him, Behold, an Israelite indeed, in whom is no guile. Nathanael, Nathanael saith unto him, Whence knowest thou me? Jesus answered and said to him, Before that Philip called thee, when thou wast under the fig tree, I saw thee. Nathanael answered and saith unto him, Rabbi, thou art the Son of God, thou art the King of Israel. Jesus answered and said unto him, Because I said unto thee, I saw thee under the fig tree, believest thou? Thou shalt see greater things than these. And he saith unto him, Verily, verily, I say unto you, Hereafter ye shall see heaven open, and angels of God ascending and descending upon the Son of Man. Quite the entrance, quite the opening. Um, now, I don't, I'm not going to align, I don't, I, know, I don't align myself or agree with those that say the King James is too hard to read, and I will defend the translation. But when I come across a passage that says, all things were made by him, and without him was not anything made that was made, I kind of got, I'll give you a point for that one, Alex. This says, all yeah. things came into being through him, and apart from him, nothing came into being that has come into being. New American you Standard know what? Version. Not even that different. Eh. It's very similar. It's just like a, it's just like a very emphasized. I understand like, what you mean, but it seems a goofy way to say He made it all. It's here because of well, him. He made two it all. The way John writes is like that. that it's, like, yeah. To remove that and like, clarify it, sort of, would be to remove the poetic influences. Yeah, exactly. True, however, comma. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but it makes sense. You just have to actually read it and understand it. It's if you're true. just skimming through, it's you're not gonna, that hard. Hey, you know, let's start off this discussion by, with some foundational truths that we know about Jesus. Um, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. A very important passage. And oh, one that certain people of a lot of denominations would skip gladly skip over. Yeah. John, like one through eighteen here, this whole first section is super widely known among yeah. Christian faith, um, specifically that first verse, um, mm -hmm. because it does establish some significant truths about who Christ was mm -hmm. and all of that, um, which are continued throughout the chapter. But it's the way it's stated is very um, blatant. You know, yeah. it is obvious. So. Actually, talking about John as a book, um, I find it that it's a really good book. Ironically, and I've kind of, I've come to this conclusion. I haven't read all of Mark yet, but I'm slowly getting through Mark, right? Um, or rather, the Gospel of Mark, I should say. Enderman, you disagree. Um, I I find that John, having read all of John, is better for people who are already believers rather than those who are first coming to the faith in which Mark is, I find kind of slightly better suited. Interesting. Yeah. I do think it's interesting because when I first read the gospels, uh, read them as a family and we read all four back to back. Uh -huh. So it just seemed like we were going over the same stuff, <laughs> but it's really not. And it's really interesting to see them. So 
here so the thing about that uh which is weird why you started john um is because i believe the book of matthew details the book of matthew and the book of luke is is our books that detail like how jesus came into being how he was born by mary the whole situation yeah luke details his birth which i think is a integral part um and that's only because uh luke the loved physician beloved physician i should say uh his goal was kind of to try and accurately as accurately portray, portray in a historical sense it's a biography he was a historian yeah quite um, literally um and he's got a super accurate it's not even like a biography per se it's just a full-on like historical record of the happenings right. around jesus christ it's true um, but yes, but what's funny though is you often will hear people be like, "Oh, you're a new Christian? Read the Book of John." Yeah, like that's a consistent thing. Mm-hmm. So it's pointed to as the first book to read. Yeah, but it, it it's definitely the first book to read. Um, not necessarily if you want to get somebody convinced of the oh, gospel okay. is what I'm saying. So, uh, uh, but if somebody has become a new believer, this is a great book to start digging your teeth into. Like for example, if you're Shout out to the homies in uh, Hebrews who, uh, by that time, should have already been uh, chewing on solid food, but they were still needing milk to drink. On yeah. Um, uh, to your point, I think we mentioned this off air, mm-hmm. but uh, the book of Luke does go through the genealogy of Mary, but it's in chapter three. It doesn't start out with that. Ah, there it is. I knew it was. Uh, so you were right. Know, I was just being a guru. We were looking for the genealogies earlier. We found one. Smack dab at the start of Mark, but I think that's Joseph. Nah, it, it was it was Matthew guy, not was Mark. It Mark. Yeah, no. Fun fact about Mark. Matthew. Why do I keep saying Mark? I don't know. <laughs> Fun fact about Mark. Actually, I know this is a big sidetrack. My apologies, oh, but okay. uh, it's actually it's believed to be uh, Peter's gospel. Believe it or not, hmm. uh, because Peter obviously never wrote anything down. Uh, but book of Peter. Yeah. First Peter. No, the book of Mark. Written yeah. by Mark, uh, is thought to be uh, a collection of Peter's sermons. Okay, yeah. that's why it doesn't start with the genealogies, unlike Who Matthew and Peter? unlike huh? Who wrote like the book called Per Peter? Peter. Okay, that's yeah. a general epistle, right? Okay. Yeah, but you're just saying he didn't write down anything specific to Christ, huh? And Mark collected those things, and yeah, them or something. Yeah, huh? I have no idea. I just like <laughs> studying histories of books. I might have gotten it wrong. Feel free to do research for yourself, though. <laughs> no, definitely do research for yourself. <laughs> yes, please. Uh, no, that's why. That's why um, Matthew and Luke. Luke doesn't necessarily start start with it, but they both. Luke starts with a genie. Luke has a genealogy because he's a historian. Uh, Matthew starts with a genealogy because I think it's like a tie to. It's a tie all the way back to David, as I believe. Yes, I, I think that's what it is. Which is the idea, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's a promise. Yeah, um, I was going to say, the point the of the genealogies are just like, hey, this it is, is of the line of David, actually. Yeah, yeah. yeah. filling the covenants. Yeah. But and I always get past them, so let's keep well, going. Well, the yeah. reason why that's there is because it goes from, written for it goes, uh, Jewish believers. Yeah, Matthew yeah. starts with Abraham, and it goes all the way down. Yeah. So the book of the generation of Jesus Christ, the son of David, the son of Abraham. And then it goes, Abraham. And it goes, begat all the way down to yeah. uh, um, David and then all the way down to Christ. There so. you go. But yes, but 
You're talking about the Gospel of John. It's <laughs> a small, a small distraction about uh, uh, your the yeah. Gospels which you have in your Bible. So we start with some big things about Christ. You know, in the beginning, he was with God, and foundational. He truth. was God. Mm-hmm. Um, they That's refer to him as the Word at first before referring to him as the Light, um, and then eventually naming him as Jesus Christ. Now, I've never really understood the phrase "the Word" in reference to Jesus. I always uh, took it to mean as he was the word uh, because he was what was prophesied in the oh, Old Testament. Oh, okay. That's actually, so that sounds accurate. I like uh, that, even if it's not true. Actually, here's a fun fact. Um, because my mom got on my rear end all the time about we need a Bible with footnotes, I have my Bible with footnotes. I have footnotes <laughs> as well. Word uh, in one one. Uh, logos means word, thought, concept, and expression thereof. In the Old Testament, the concept conveyed activity and revelation, and the word of wisdom of God is often personified uh, in, and then it cites like uh, Psalms and Proverbs. Uh, in Targums, Aramaic phrases in the Old Testament, it was a designation of God. To the Greek mind, it expressed the ideas of reason and creative control. Revelation is the keynote idea in the Logos concept. Here it applies to Jesus, who is all that God is in the expression of him, capital H. In this verse, the word, the word, Christ, uh, Christ, not the word Christ, but the word, and then in parentheses to explain what Christ word yeah. is, um, is said to be with God, in, communi- in communion with, yet distinct from God, and to be God, identical in essence with God. Yeah, this says... Uh, my Bible with footnotes, which is the first time I brought it in a while. <clears throat> when John says that the word was with God, the Greek word carries the idea of two persons who are intimately related or facing each other. John saying that Christ was distinct from the Father and yet in union with him. This was a stumbling block to the Jews of Jesus' day. They believed in one God. Then Christ came to learn that he is God, yet distinct from God the Father. This is the foundation of the doctrine of the Trinity. The uh, belief that they're, yeah. Okay, um, doing some quick research mm-hmm. uh the term that's translated word is the term logos from greek mm-hmm. um and what they say is that term is used in other passages from the bible as the kind of like execution or instrumentation of god's will mm-hmm. you know, the lord spoke things were created right mm-hmm. so him speaking is speaking words but the word is what created which was jesus christ right mm-hmm. as it states in this passage so it's kind of this personification of this sense of the word, um, God's revelation, God's agency in creating things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's the idea. Yeah. Most people would say. It's true. It's true. Interesting that we had a couple different answers about that. It's, I think they different all ways kind of fell in the same it. line. They're all yeah. The yeah. We're all beaten at the same, or getting to the same thing. It's true. Yeah. And we are only one verse in. It's true. <laughs> no, yeah. Uh, okay. And the word was God. He was in. He was in the beginning with God. Uh, that is to say, uh, at the start of time and before right. time. Um, all things all were things, made by Him. Yeah, all things came into being through Him, and apart from Him, nothing came into and being. And this just really reiterates Jesus being. is God. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, it, that's uh, that's the real selling point of John, as we'll find out later on. <laughs> it's a big, um, it's a big issue. It's a big thing. It's a big thing. 
uh, in him was life, and the life was with the light of men. This says the life was the light of men. Huh? Uh, this says in him was life, and the life was the light of men. Yeah, that's, that's exactly what I just said. You said was with the light of men. Oh, he meant, okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. He was the light of men. Yeah, yeah. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not comprehend it. Uh, there came a man sent from God whose name was John. This is talking about John the Baptist. Seems like he um, kind of skipped over some chronological points there. Because John really <laughs> doesn't matter in the grand scheme of things. He's trying to get to the yeah, Jesus yeah, yeah. part. Trying to get to um, the big stuff. Uh, John the Baptist, really cool guy, covered himself in camel's fur and only ate locusts. Yeah, yeah. Uh, baptizing people. Slightly eccentric. It's true. He was a little bit of a freak, as they say. Um, but Jesus he's, freak. Yep. Seven days a week. Anyway. <laughs> no, yeah. Uh, his purpose uh, in existence. I think he was a cousin to Jesus, wasn't he? I have no, no clue. John? I don't know. Yeah. I, don't, I don't think John the Baptist was. I think John. Are you talking about what? Why? Are I have no idea. As far as I'm aware, there's no relation between John the Baptist. Okay, and maybe I just heard that from somewhere. He just don't. happens to be the guy who was told to prophesy about his coming, sort of. Yeah. Although he's not a prophet according to his own um, statements about himself in this chapter. So. That's true. Uh, he came as he a was witness. To testify about the yes. light being Jesus, so that all might believe through him. Yes. Again, oh, so that all might believe through him, through John. Uh, yeah. They might believe in Christ. Okay. Yeah. Uh, he was not the light, but he came to testify about the light. Yeah. There was the true light, which coming into the world enlightens every man. He was in the world, and the world was made through him, and the world did not know him. He came to his own and to those who were his own and did not receive him. Now, that's an interesting verse 11 there. The world knew him not. Oh, oh, I messed up 11. But anyway, continue. Could you reread it then? Uh, 11. He came to to his own Mm -hmm. and those who were his own did not receive him. That is to say he came to the, God came, God in person came to the Jews. Jews were like, die. Okay, yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> that, as well as some people will talk about how his own family rejects him repeatedly. Also, um, I believe him, like his own hometown is mm-hmm. one of the most adamant, like, we know who you are. You're not the Messiah. Right. Um, so we watch you getting changed out some of baby that. clothes. Bro. So some of those things are also kind of applied to that concept. Uh-huh. Yeah. But um, and, and so, like, his, I, the, his own part is, like, he came into his own... Like he came into his own creation as mm-hmm. man, also and they that part, yeah. rejected him as a man. Yeah, yeah. No, the world was made by yeah. him, and the world knew him not. Oh yeah, the I world that he made. It's yeah, also kind of interesting because uh, at first I thought that to just kind of mean that Jesus, mm-hmm. that God was keeping Jesus as sort of a secret, because you know they prophesied. Weird way. Yeah, yeah, but I don't know if that's what and, this is getting at. Anyhow, yeah, rolling back to four here. Yeah. Uh, yeah. In him was life, and the life was the life of men. Um, I always, I believe that refers to the Holy Spirit. Oh, let's find How out. How do you guys feel about that? Um, the light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not comprehend it. The, the life was the light of men. There came a man sent from God whose name was John. He came as a witness to testify about the light so that all might believe through him, all might believe through Jesus to receive the light of the Holy Spirit. Um, something along those lines, potentially. I'm not entirely Light sure. in John. The light Im- 
implies revelation that discloses that uh, discloses the life that is in Christ uh, and brings judgment to those who refuse it. Uh, life denotes salvation and deliverance based on Christ's atonement. And from this life. Yes. Okay. So as in sense. new life. Not necessarily the Holy Spirit. But yes. Yeah, but the, the, the actual light part here is what I'm referring well, to. The, the light, when John is to bear witness of the light, he was not the light. That was the true light, which the light every man comes into the world. The light, I believe, is referring to Christ at that point. Mm. Yeah. Um, because uh, John... John, John the Baptist is sent to bear witness of the Holy Ghost. He's sent to bear true. witness of Jesus Christ. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. I, I do. The Holy Ghost comes up later when Christ talks about baptizing people in the Holy Spirit, mm -hmm. um, or Holy Ghost. It says um, in verse thirty-three. So, but we'll get to that eventually. Um, I do think it's kind of funny how he starts as the Word and then he switches to light. Yeah, and then he's like, "Okay, he." And he just calls him he for a while. <laughs> and then it's like, finally, he calls him Jesus Christ in 17, I think, is where it first is um, used. Yeah. Um, yeah, because yeah, yeah. he's used the word one more time. Um, and I think this is kind of an interesting introduction, because what you do is you skip the entire life of Christ until the point where he meets John the Baptist. Yeah, pretty this much. This is John the Baptist recounting... Um, of Christ, as it says in 19. This is the record of John. Um, right? So, Ooh, John the Baptist? Or? It's not John the Baptist. I think it is. It's John Ooh. the Disciple, is it not? Is it not? Um, the author they, of this gospel does not identify himself by name, though he is referred to as the disciple whom Jesus loved through the years. Okay, sure. Yeah. But this and specific passage is the record of John, and if you read through it, it is the person who they go and they're like, well, who are you? Because if you're not a prophet, oh. you're not this, you're not that. And he's like, I am the person who's Ushering yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. I so see this what you specific mean. passage. Yeah, yeah, never mind, never mind. Because um, I was going to say, doesn't John the Baptist mm, get beheaded later? Yes. <laughs> very, very, very soon, but, actually. But this specific... It comes up. Um, yeah. Almost, I would say, this chapter, I'm not sure how far it goes, but a lot of this chapter is interactions of John the Baptist and Christ. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. And so this is where the introduction starts. Some of the other Gospels will talk more about, um, obviously, Christ both before he was ever birthed um, and, you know, early life. Um, Gospel of John is just like straight to the ministry, so. Um, don't yeah. to waste time. Well, yeah, it, it's, well, I don't want to spoil it, but John kind of spoils it for himself later on. Anyway. Okay. Um, <laughs> I'm not going to spoil it. I, no. But anyway. I'm not sure what you're saying. I understand where Knox is coming from, and I think it's, uh, well, I think it's a solid starting point because when you when you kind of introduce it this way, you can introduce it as this man is like a, a, a mystery, like a, and then he introduces him as the Word, he's the Light, he's all of these things, That's and true. he's the Messiah. So yeah. it's like a, a literary tool he uses to get a full scope of context of what Christ. Yeah, he's not just to some give, guy. Yeah, to yeah. give a whole list um, of what's used in John, not necessarily here. But uh, in the book, yes, in the book of John in general, the Son of Man, Son of God, Christ slash Messiah, Teacher, Master, Lord, and Savior. Big old all of the ones. Man's that, got a lot of titles. All of the like the the, the word, word the light, the light. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Rabbi is used, but he translates. He says, "Which means master." It's true. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of funny that they do that a couple of times. Also um, means teacher. Yeah. So continuing on through some of this, we talked about you know. He came into the world and the world knew him not. 
Mm-hmm. But as many as received him, to them he gave power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on his name. Mm-hmm. Um, and it talks about being born of God, kind of that um, being born again concept mm-hmm. um, is addressed here a little bit. And then it goes back to talking about him being made flesh um, and him being the only begotten of the Father, um, full of grace and truth, which, um, you know, he is the Son of God in the, like, literal sense, but at the same time, like, he was God, and he was in the beginning with God, which is where you get this, like, triune stuff that mm-hmm. is very difficult, <laughs> you know? Um, we don't easily comprehend it in its entirety, because there is no such thing as something that is both three and one at the same time. Yeah, it's true. Outside of God. It's because yeah. you like intellectually, I guess you you get it. You're like, oh, three and one. Yeah. But also, like, try to understand that relationship. And you're like, one of them can be here, yeah. <laughs> physically present, and influenced by the Holy Spirit in His own ministry. It's and yet, true. they are all still the same entity. In my at a certain point, you little, just have to take it. You just have to accept it and move on. Yeah. In my oh. little pea brain, small when brain. I always like think about the Trinity as being three things. All the same thing, but in different, like, I just think about, like, water. (laughs) Like, uh, water. You got ice, you got running water, and then you've got, uh... You've got the gas. Which is the whole conversation. So it's like, (laughs) stop. It is, water is literally three things at the same time. And that's the thing, is like, there's there's a whole bunch of analogies, but they're all completely... Yeah, they no, none of them work. So, like, my point is that I, it's my little pea brain. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's true. Other pea brain analogy that I learned about was when I was briefly skimming through St. Patrick's Wikipedia page this oh, St. Yeah. Patrick's Day. He used, used the, the shamrock, yeah, 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 which yeah. has three leaves, but is the same plant. Which, yeah, again, guys, doesn't quite get there. Have you guys seen the video about St. Patrick talking to these people about what the Trinity is? And he gives, like, six different analogies. They just get ripped apart, and then he finally just details the Trinity in like a very specific, like paragraph long. Yeah, mm. I have not seen and that. It's <laughs> hilarious. But make sure to send me that. I will, I will share it with you guys afterwards. I've like, heard like the egg analogy too. The audio because it's hilarious. <laughs> but, um, um, the shell, the yolk, and then the white of the egg. It's all one. Yeah, egg. there's that. But there's they all the have to be. Man like, is triune, and we have a soul, we have a spirit, and we have a body. Even if our spirit is like dead, now we're inhabited by the Holy Spirit, and thus we are alive, right? Like we are three in one. Your body can die, but your soul doesn't, right? But at the same time, we don't like interact with each other really. Like, <laughs> like kind. Of, I do not have a son that is know? also me. <laughs> we it's don't. True. We don't like experience it the same way, so it's not even a true. There's no analogy. real so, good way to... Technically, there's no good analogy. There's ways to get close yeah. to kind of help to get over that, but... But God do be unique, though. I think that is mm-hmm. mostly an issue for, like, maybe new Christians to sure. come to grips with. Yeah, I, I think most that are someone established kind of have a vague enough understanding or have just kind <laughs> yeah, of accepted it at this point. Yeah, <laughs> at a certain point uh, when you're a Christian, you're just kind of like, oh, yeah, God's three beings in one. That or you I just, don't understand it, but it's true. Yeah, so let me get this straight. Jesus is God's son and also God. Hmm. Yep. Yes. How does that work? Couldn't tell you. <laughs> but it's beyond our understanding, happen. actually. Yeah, yeah. You know. S- sorry, P brain. Sorry. There's already I'm, like I'm not from the fourth dimension. There's bro. already so much us as humans you. don't understand about the ways of the universe. It's I don't not think that's right. Like, <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. We, we don't really even get it. 
we don't understand when why things when they get really small they don't work the way the things that are larger do. Yeah. <laughs> like we don't actually understand. Yeah, but so, anyway, we haven't quite figured out why gravity's a thing. Yeah, atoms <laughs> could tell you why they Guys, exist. We got like forty more. Anyway, it, it, it's kind of chunks though. Like, What's the matter, JJ Paul? This um, one getting a little long well, for you. Right. So talk a little bit about his grace. Um, for the law was given by Moses, but the grace and truth came by Jesus Christ. Da, da, da. I, th- I think that's an interesting hey, uh, passage to yeah, at least... Don't, don't yeah, yeah. Da, 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 this do is that. Just that's big facts. Stuff we have talked yeah. about in Romans true. over and over and over and over it's again. It's true, Jesus but that's so. a great... Build the law, and then he did do that. So. That's a great <laughs> highlight gospel yeah. passage right there. It's good. And well, if someone asks you this, someone asks you why we need the law, that's another good... Yeah. What I do think is... Um, we're in 17 right now. What I do think is... Yep. Yeah. What I do think is interesting is 18, where it says, No man hath seen God at any time. The only begotten Son, which is in the bosom of the Father, he hath delivered, declared him. Um, yeah. Is this can we unpack that? <laughs> previous to Christ's coming? Is this no man has seen God the Father? What do you guys think? No man no, has seen no God at any time. Only the begotten Son, uh, or rather, only the begotten God, who is in the bosom of the Father, he has explained. Yeah, I'm gonna go um, with nobody's nobody seen the Father. God nobody the has seen the yeah. God the Father, but yeah, people okay. have seen the Son. Uh, even well, before yes, He came as Jesus, well, uh, there's a lot of passages in the Old Testament which apply pre-incarnate Christ, Angel of yeah. the Lord, that kind of stuff. Definitely. Um, and I would say uh, the person, the personage of God that Moses looks upon is most likely Christ. Mm. Um, yeah, that's before point. before he's um. I actually, yeah, I've man. never heard that take before. When I've always heard, sorry to go down. Yeah, it just kind of like says God. Yeah, uh, when, but then when it says nobody's seen God here, it's kind of like oh, it's probably crazy. Yeah, but like it <laughs> says that that the only begotten God who is in the bosom of the Father has explained him. Or yeah, the only begotten him. Son has declared. You him. could kind of argue that that would be what Moses saw was. Jesus being like, what's up, guy? And that's what people talk about. It's like, you know, the Holy Spirit, you don't see it, but it actively works within us. You know, Jesus Christ isn't the one inhabiting our souls or our spirits or whatever. Yeah. Uh, our bodies, right? The way the Holy Spirit does. Similarly, Jesus Christ is the physical manifestation of God, the entity God. He is the peace that is the physical interaction. Mm-hmm. He is the creator, etc. He interacts with material things. Whereas God the Father... I've almost heard it like this mastermind type concept where it's the will of the Father and things like this. You know, Christ prays to the Father and he's like, your will be done, right? So yeah. it's kind of like there's three different uh, parts of God that all are different from each other and have different roles, but they're yeah, all but they are all the same. One's a yeah. physical matter, one's a you know a spirit of <laughs> a gaseous type state. <laughs> no, don't, 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 don't simplify <laughs> yeah, God like that. But Pete brain too bad. And it's just God the Father is also spirit. Yeah. Um, I would say. So to say I, beyond he, the be, way he interacts immaterial. Yeah. Beyond yeah. to say so. spirit, he's omnipresent. Well yes, <laughs> but he's not a physical presence yeah, is what yeah, I'm yeah. explaining. There you go. know. Um, keep it in I, so that's that's it. You guys I ever it, so. seen the movie Christian Bale starring in the film Exodus Gods and Kings? Uh, it came out about oh, eight years yeah, ago yeah, now. Yeah. The one where Moses goes Moses goes up on sees the burning bush, goes up to talk to God, and God's a little dopey diaper bratted kid, just oh. a snot nosed kid. What? I hated it. The physical representation of God in that movie was as a child. I don't think he's a child. Neither <laughs> do I, but 
Oh, wait, okay. that was the most recent movie with Moses. I thought you were talking about, like, the really, really You're old one. You're thinking The Ten Commandments. Off, yeah, that movie slapped. That movie's a slap. A banger. Write that one down for movie night, boys. It's true. I don't like, uh, speaking about that exact moment, um, I don't like, uh, is it the Disney one? Where God's, like, all... <laughs> It, when uh, Moses wow. finds him in the burning bush, I'm not. I'm not the sure. The Disney animated film of Moses. Yeah. That yeah. was pretty good, actually. Like, it was pretty it, good. I just did tracks like, with what the Bible actually says. It's true. Rather it's well. Not is, aware that that existed. Surprising. Mm-hmm. No, there's like a total animated like Moses life. Hmm. Yeah, interesting. Thing. And yeah. it's actually it's pretty good. Yeah. It stands for that one good. moment because I it was definitely leaning more less into what you see in the 10 commandments where it's literally just a dude yelling into a big echoey room with a microphone at the end. I am God. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. Where it's more like, what's good. Well, not necessarily that <laughs> voice. Right. But it's, what's good, it's definitely, it's, 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 more, it's more into the idea Damn. that it's more personal. Yes. Personal. More into the line that God is a loving God. Oh, that makes sense. Deep, powerful thing. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, who says the that old man with the deep baritone speaking into a microphone in an echoey room? Is most. I'm gonna go out on a limb here and say that's probably not accurate no. as to what God is. But it's also not as offensive as it could be. So I appreciate Maybe that. All about it's at least some like the Gospel of John and not your Disney animated film. It doesn't make no, I want to talk about talking God. About I'm talking about God. Talking about, don't um, bring up Shoe Girl. Anyways. <laughs> anyway. So we get into this interesting little discussion here where Levites from Jerusalem come and talk to John, who I believe this is John the Baptist. Yeah. Um, and. Oh, yeah. The who are you? Yeah, and he, he confessed which, and did not deny, but confessed, I am not the Christ. He's like, I'm not actually Christ. I'm not Elias. Sorry about it. <laughs> John, I'm not a prophet, actually. Don't John get is the king of knowing his place. <laughs> He's like, yeah, pretty much. I know exactly what I am. I, I well, All I am is a forerunner to Christ. Yeah, but like That's previously it, he talks about, uh, oh, what is it? Uh, he says the same phrase like four yeah, yeah, times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, uh... I I came to testify of the light. Uh, yeah. Ob- obviously, his shoes I'm not worthy to yeah. unlatch. He, he uh, keep, that's verse 27, I think. Um, he it is who coming after me is preferred before me, whose shoes latched I'm not worthy to unlatch. Um, Which yeah. is a bar, first off. Second off, way to j- understand like your place and not, you know. <laughs> Actually, uh, fun fact. That was the that was the job of the second bottom slave uh, in uh, life at that time to unlatch guest's shoes. So he's saying he's not even worth that yeah, position, yeah. bro. It's interesting it to put to some of those phrases into like historical context because, like you you know, I'm not worthy to unlatch shoes. You you get what he's getting no, at. No, dude. But I, I've literally just been downing historical context for yeah. a ton of different books of the Bible. And I'm loving it. <laughs> the man's content is. Yep. No. Okay, so back to the Bible. He did. Yeah, that's crazy. Oh, wow. uh, anyway. No, are you Elijah? No, I am not. Are you a prophet? We talked uh, about this already. No. Yeah, that's true. Then they said now, to him, Who are you? Uh, voice in the wilderness. Make straight the way of the Lord. Uh, can we uh, 
unpack a bit the the voice in the wilderness is that like he was just literal is that he was literally a guy who ran out of the wilderness made it's true yeah yeah I, he was I, I again was an eccentric not bidding the original the, mountain man that was true that was john the best <laughs> so so he means that quite literally oh yeah i'm just in the wilderness he's the voice but also, is that is that a reference to moses at all or? that no that's a it is, it is citing something oh i just don't know where it is I'm trying to find it. 23. Well, obviously, it's referencing Isaiah the prophet. There you go. <laughs> yes, that is actually yes. a line from Isaiah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, specifically, Isaiah. It almost says it. It's almost like it, as Isaiah <laughs> the prophet said. Yes. It's, it's big Isaiah. brain time. It's true. Man, you thought I knew about something about the Old Testament. No, just no. read the next line. <laughs> read the next part. <laughs> but uh, anyway. He does give context to what he's speaking. I always, I always understand why John best. is definitely a man in the wilderness yelling about yeah. the Lord. But also, it's like, I am the voice of one crying in the wilderness. I feel like can also be a, a metaphor or or something that of that nature where it's like, the the world without Christ is the wilderness, right? I mean, we and could find out what it is in context because context I mean, we is can't. Sure, could. If you stop playing Minecraft, and the references in your I'm Bible. That's playing. literally why your mom's Mrs. Humble. Your son is playing Minecraft instead of looking up the reference to Isaiah. I'm looking up the reference to Isaiah. Freaks. Anyway, continue. Anyway. Now they had been sent from the Pharisees. They asked them and said to him, "Why then are you baptizing if you are not the Christ?" nor Elijah, nor the prophet. John answered, saying, I baptize in water, but among you stands one whom you do not know. It is he who comes after me, the thong of whose sandal I am not worthy to untie. These things took place in Bethany beyond the, beyond the Jordan, where John was baptizing. And the next day he saw Jesus coming to him and said, Behold, the Lamb of God, who takes away the sin of the world, this is he on behalf of whom I am said, after me comes a man who has a higher rank than I, for he existed before me. I did not recognize him, but so that he might be manifested to Israel, I came baptizing in water. John testified, saying, I have seen the Spirit descending as a dove out of heaven, and he remained upon him. I did not recognize him, but he who sent me to baptize in water said to me, He upon whom you see the Spirit descending and remaining upon him, this is the one who baptizes in the Holy Spirit. I myself have seen and have testified that this is the Son of God. So this is one very long run-on sentence for John here, basically saying, uh, God told me to baptize, right, until you see... Don't answer them, I don't, yeah. Until you see the one who, uh, you know, who comes after you and is preferred before you. And uh, there's these, uh, John would not know what he looks like in this context, right? And so... Uh, but he recognized him. Wait. He recognized him because I've seen the Spirit descending as a dove this out is, of heaven and remained upon him. So that's yeah. literally Jesus with a dove on his shoulder. This does happen. Yeah. But that is the next day that he sees him or does... No, no okay. it's the when next day thought... he sees him after talking to these Pharisees. And stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but I don't think necessarily that's 
No, that's day of him being baptized. Yeah, no. Okay, he does say that. So yeah. then I knew him not, but he that sent me to baptize with water told him this. Yeah, I, yeah. Uh, Mine translates. I did not recognize him, but so that he might be manifested to Israel, I came baptizing water. John testified, saying, "I have seen the Spirit descending as a dove out of heaven, and it remained upon him." Yeah, so I was reading a, verse thirty-three. It's the dove just chilling uh, out like a like a pirate, you know. Yeah. Well, we this says like a dove, right? so I, I tend to assume that's more of an analogy, as yeah. in it is not a physical dove. It is. It's usually as represented it, as a dove, but it's, yeah, it's not technically an actual dove. Is, if, if we were, if we were, it's recognizable as the Holy Spirit. If <laughs> we were, you get what he's saying. We would find out. Oh, we going to Um By the way, I found the spot in Isaiah. It's literally just comfort, oh comfort, my people, says your God. Speak kindly to Jerusalem and call out to her that her warfare has ended. That her iniquity has been removed, that she has received the Lord's hand double for all her sins. Uh, of the Lord's hand double for all her sins. A voice is calling, clear, uh, clear the way for the. That. A voice is calling, clear the way for the Lord in the wilderness. Ooh. Make smooth in the desert and the highway and just continue. Little so prophecy so right there. The voice says, call out, and he answered, what shall I call him? So on and so forth. Um, yes, it's definitely a little prophecy. No, yeah, I guess I'm going to loop now. To Love to see it. Find that part. So um, I do think it's interesting that he says that the same said unto me, the, the one who told him, this is my son, yeah, the yeah, person of yeah. the Spirit, says he's going to come down. Okay, in um, Luke it says, The Holy Ghost descended in a bodily shape like a dove upon him, and a voice came from heaven. And so it is like a dove, but yeah, it's recognizable it as the Holy Spirit. So it's probably not like a physical form. I, I, I still, yeah, I still don't think it's a feathery a, boy. Yeah. No, in the bodily form of a dove. It's though. recognizable yeah. definitely as a dove, but you can probably still recognize it as the Holy Spirit. Yes, because both. because <laughs> like okay. John the Baptist isn't just seeing dove like that him, but he's oh. also not just seeing also, the Holy Spirit. This says all any bodily shape like a dove. Also, all I'm saying is is that uh, this is. Like the only thing that comes to mind to me when I think of the triune God, because all three just show up in this one moment. Because there's Jesus, the Holy Spirit, which descends from heaven like a dove, and, the and then there's God. Hey, this is my kid. What a hey, do, baby! If Jesus, the Holy Spirit, and God are all the same, then how can you ever seen them in the same room together? Didn't saw him in a lake. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> anyway. Anyways, I was on a point about how it it's says too the late. same is he which baptized with the Holy Ghost. I think this is important. Because mm-hmm. this is when um Jesus talks about baptizing. I do believe he's talking about the Holy Spirit. Um rather I, than a water baptism. I was having this discussion with Alex previously. Actually, yeah, yeah we were doing it over yeah. text. I Whoa. I he was telling me I was talking to him about Baptism, water oh. baptism specifically, and how it's used as church membership. And I said, I don't really jive with that anymore because it's really not like it's it's not required. Purely symbolism, and it's the oh, same yeah. as hanging a cross on your necklace. And then I was referred to by crosses out, which is it's fine, but like I I was referred to Colossians two. It's true. Uh, by Alex here. And I'll just pull that up real quick. Um, yeah, go for it. I'll kind of explain why. The reason why I uh, sent him a text that said, hey, go to Colossians 2, uh, <laughs> is because I was listening to uh, uh, a very good uh, pastor and teacher by the name of Chris Roseborough. Uh, might have heard of him, might not have. Highly recommend you watch his channel, Fighting for the Faith. 
I like it a lot. Um, after that, Shadow, what's your point? <laughs> yeah, basically, uh, I, I wanted to share it with him because it was... Uh, it, he talked about specifically Colossians, if you have yeah, it, read it. Yeah, it's... Uh, well, I, I remember your point. Yeah. Uh, For in him all the fullness of deity dwells in bodily form, and in him you have been made complete, and he is the head over all rule and authority. So he's speaking to people who are believers. Right, uh-huh. and in him you were also circumcised with a circumcision made without hands, the, mm-hmm. in the removal of the body of the flesh by the circumcision of Christ, having been buried with him in baptism, in which you were also raised up with him through faith in the working of God, who raised him from the dead. Mm-hmm. Now, the reason why I suggested this to him was because uh, our dear friend, Mister Pastor Chris, uh, made it sound like that was referring to water baptism. And it water baptism basically being, in a sense, the answer to circumcision in the Abrahamic covenant, right? I, I disagree with this. I would say the baptism... Because he, the baptism referred to in Colossians 2, what you think it is, is spiritual baptism. It's the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Because yeah. it's having been buried with him in baptism, in which you are also raised up with him through faith in the working of God. Because we're baptized in the Holy Spirit, we are buried with Christ when he died and then rose with him when he was made alive by God. Yes. And so... This is true. I, I made the I point well, that the... Uh, well, bat- like, did Jesus Christ run around baptizing people? No. No. So why do we think we need to baptize people? Exactly well, my point. You see, just, so the water baptism of John, I think is... It, it's a, a literal symbol of the kingdom is coming, cleanse yourselves. Yeah, uh-huh. I think Repent. it's like... The same baptism, it's, but with a different meat. Well, it's but it's not the same baptism. No, a it's not because when we yeah, there's when multiple baptisms that now. each have different meanings, and becoming baptized now is simply a hey, look at me, I have faith. Which is why, and that's it. Which is why I say, which is why, sorry to interrupt. Which is why it would make okay. sense if my man's Chris was talking about it in the sense of water baptism is the answer to circumcision in the Abrahamic covenant. Water baptism is a, it is literally nothing more to a Christian than, as you said, Gage, a symbol. Yeah. No, my point wasn't that public it's, it literally serves the same purpose, but it's the same baptism of like being cleansed and then being uh, prepared. Yeah, having a relationship with God. So it's. Well, yeah, I, w- I would say that the baptism of John the Baptist was different from being baptized in the Holy Spirit because yeah. that is getting prepared for it. It is not. Being saved and made a new being, <laughs> but being yeah. prepared for the kingdom was like repent and be baptized, right? That was a specific thing only for Israel, specifically. Yeah, um, and I think baptism is something that, per chance, will become important in end of times again, if it ever does again. Mm-hmm. Um, that still may be the baptism of the Holy Spirit. I think the Holy Spirit will be working in a similar manner during that time period. And I'm personally of the opinion that this will be after the rapture occurs um, and the church will be taken up. And the church of Israel, the uh, little flock, as it's referred to, will still be around. Um, That's what Revelation is about to a large extent. Um, And there's multiple passages written to them. Christ is talking directly to that time period a few times when he talks about the kingdom coming and stuff. Um, and I would say, to a degree, some of the letters of the apostles um, outside of Paul are addressing people who have to experience some of those times. 
Um, yeah, yeah. And they'll say so quite literally in some sense. So, I don't know, it's kind of interesting. I don't think it matters all that much. Anyways, again, the next day, John was standing with two of his disciples. And he looked at Jesus as he walked and said, Behold, the Lamb of God. Wow. Well, the two disciples. Take away the sin of the world. It's true, bro. The two disciples heard him speak and they followed Jesus. Jesus turned and saw uh, them falling and he said to them, What do you seek? And they said to him, Rabbi, which translated means teacher, uh, where are you staying? And he said to them, Come ye and you will and you will see. So they came and saw where he was staying, and they stayed with him that day, for it was about the tenth hour. Uh, one of the two who heard John speak and followed him was An- oh, I died. Uh, was Andrew, Simon Peter's brother. He found First, his own brother, Simon, and said to him, We have found the Messiah, which translated means Christ. He brought him to Jesus. Jesus looked at him and said, You are Simon, the son of John. You shall be named Cephas, which is translated as Peter or stone or rock. My, my question is, what was the significance of the name Peter? Um, because uh, as Jesus says later to Peter, I believe after Jesus has been uh, resurrected and he's walking around in the brand new digs, also known as the resurrected body um he says you are the rock which i will build my church upon oh yeah it is there's a reason why peter is named the first is always out of all the 12 disciples peter is named the first and judas is named the last people getting their names changed in the bible before and after becoming saved has always been odd to me and i've never quite like got it, it. just like, kind of happens it's paul like and saul are you familiar You're gonna with do the concept of uh, having a christian it's, name you're a new person yeah, but is that something based off of what happens in the well, Bible, I, I think or is that you? There was a, a custom where you had a name, just a regular name, and then you had a, a Christian name, which was like a, a Mark, right? Peter. Is that something that was happening before Christ came? No, Gage, I think that was. I a, feel like we're making stuff up. This, no, it was a custom. That was, no, Gage, well, no, wait, 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 wait no, explain no. what you just said. No, it's it's not like anything biblical, but it was like a, a cultural custom, almost. Like getting circumcised, where you would have a name and then you would have a Christian name. Let me Google Christian name. Mm I don't know. I'm not too concerned. You're probably just gonna get Uh, like baby names Christian. And the uh, a stone is later referenced by Christ from Wikipedia himself in saying the free encyclopedia. On this stone, I will build my church in reference Mm -hmm. to Peter. So. A Christian name, sometimes referred to as a baptismal name, is a religious personal name historically given on the occasion of Christian baptism. Though most now often assigned by parents at birth. Assigned at birth, huh? In English-speaking cultures, a person's Christian name is commonly their first name and is typically the name by which the person is primarily known. Traditionally, a Christian name was given on the occasion of Christian baptism with the ubiquity of infant baptism in medieval Christendom. In Elizabethan England, as suggested by William Camden, the term Christian name was not necessarily related to baptism, used merely in the sense of a given name. Yeah, right. Christian names were imposed for the distinctions of persons, surnames for the difference of families. Um, Montans. Uh, the Christian name is not merely the forename distinctive of the individual member of a family, but the name given to the person, generally a child, at their christening or baptism. In pre-Reformation England, the laity was thought to administer baptism in case of necessity with the words, I christen thee in the name of the Father, etc. To christen in this context is therefore to baptize, and Christian name means baptismal chain name well so, so it's literally just hey this is you're you're being, being, being. no the reason 
I, I don't know why Jesus uh, changes um, Simon's name to Peter, as we now know him now. Uh, but obviously there was good reason. Uh, he knew what he was doing. Yeah, pretty much. The next day, uh, he purposed to go into Galilee. Uh, there he's just, found... Jesus is just gathering up his crew. Yeah, basically this it, the, the, the rest of this is just him gathering uh, after... Let's see, who are the first two? Um, you're talking speak. about the two here? Andrew. And yeah, Simon was Peter. Andrew, Simon Peter's brother. Uh, he found Simon, said to him. So Simon, and then Philip, and then after him, Nathaniel, and then after him, can anything good come out of Nazareth? Philip said to him, come. Huge dunk uh, on Nazareth right there. Yeah, yeah that's we, because... Isn't it fulfilling a prophecy, too? <laughs> yes. I've heard a few different interpretations of that. One was that apparently... They didn't think it was Nazareth, which was prophesied. Another was that Nazareth was a small donkey town. And another was that Nazareth was a mean, gruff town where people beat each other up. That. Uh, it, this is the, It's a little oh, bit of Detroit. a racist dig. Yeah, pretty much. Um, at, at anybody who was a Nazarene. Um, I wouldn't call that racism, but yeah, go off. This is still a little bit of dig regardless. That cities uh, And he said of him, Behold an Israelite, indeed in whom there is no deceit. Oh, Jesus saw Nathanael coming to him, and he said of him, Behold an Israelite, indeed in whom there is no deceit. Very big ups, actually. <laughs> yeah. Jesus just said, This dude doesn't lie. Well, the man I'm who literally just said, "Can there any good thing come out of Nazareth?" <laughs> that was oh, yeah. maybe that was a legitimate question. Like, no, seriously though, like it, Nazareth was not a great place. They're not like not at all. You know, great crap comes from there. Like, isn't it small? I don't know if you can town. you can say like, <laughs> you know at best. I'm, I'm so. assuming he means in this context. Yeah, this person is coming to us earnestly and not. Nathaniel doesn't lie. Seven. Hang on. This says Guile. Nazareth, the town had a negative reputation at this time period. Uh, And it cites me to chapter 752, which I'm curious as to why. You know, we we don't have to go to every citation. I know, but I want to know. Can we take a pause for me to really just ask Alex to take up his ketchup-encrusted chicken nugget plate? Stop! <laughs> Take it into the kitchen, put it in the dishwasher. This is another oh, one for Alex's mother. Or his mother, Gage. Stop bullying me. Oof. Gage is Alex's um, But yeah, so anyways, I think it's interesting how Nathaniel's like, Seriously. I never told you my name. Oh, where do you know me from? And Jesus is like, oh yeah. I, uh, because I said unto thee, I, no, where is it? Jesus answered and said unto him, before that Philip called thee, when thou wast under the fig tree, I saw thee. Yeah. And the dude's just like, you're the Messiah. And he's like, you know. You think that was cool? <laughs> Hold my cup of water. Just wait, my <laughs> guy. <laughs> oh, my I knew your name. Wine. That was that was, was an he... impressive one. It, it's just, it's kind of funny because he's, Christ literally is just like, you ain't seen nothing yet. It didn't take much to convince Nathaniel, so I think. But I mean, like, if he needed more convincing, like. like oh, that's cool. Well, he was already being presented as the Messiah, and then when he was like, oh, yeah. I was just watching you under the Oh, yeah, tree. I saw you under that big tree you were hanging out under. And he was like, word? Oh, what's up? Oh, word, bro? The word, bro? The word? That you, question mark? Hi, bro. It means the exclamation mark. But, uh, yeah. That's, uh, balling out. And then after that, he's like, yo, you're balling out. And then the and chapter ends. Yeah, he, it, says, yeah, no, that was- <laughs> he says, yeah, you thought that was impressive? And he foreshadows saying, 
I say unto you, Hereafter ye shall see heaven open, and the angels of God ascending and descending upon the Son of Man. <laughs> That's true. What? <laughs> Just a oh, little bit. Sounds cool. Can we do it? No? Yeah. <laughs> bit of a cliffhanger. Which, which is what they wanted. No, yeah, what we're going to find in these first couple of chapters is basically... Uh, John, our boy, not John the Baptist, but John, John. Uh, just trying to speed John. run as much as possible yeah. of all the miracles that Jesus did to the point of his death. And then he's still like, and there was so much more, it's impossible to write it all. We did but, not catalog the wrong we tried. miracle. He, go, he did a lot of things with his <laughs> brain that was incredible <laughs> because divine. I think it was more than his brain. I believe... Um, uh, yes, divine power. And because what of this... You, are you going to go find this reference too? Yeah. No, I just wanted to make, I actually just wanted to say something. What is, bro, you are literally just an index. <laughs> index yeah. Al. There's much worse things than you can that you could be the index of the Bible, right? A bibliography. <laughs> Dude. Cited. Concerning heaven, concerning No, yeah. Um, my man's basically, like I said previously, uh, I, I do believe now that the purpose of this book is to um, encourage believers so that way they keep on believing. Um, as John will eventually, I paraphrase what I wanted to actually read um, but we will see it later on. What we will see something along those lines later on in John. Um, what I find interesting and something I kind of see commented on fairly often is how sort of goofy the disciples were at first, because like they barely know what's going on. Bro, they were just the some dudes. Honestly, they were like fishermen. They were like, yeah, yeah, yeah. They were not. They don't like, get what Jesus is they doing even at all. Or anything like which is kind of a humbling really thought that even like the people Jesus literally picked to be his disciples, they had to start somewhere too. A little bit. They were just and as they they big were big goobers as anyone else. Nah, dude, they are bottom of the barrel F tier players right now, bro. <laughs> it's true. They are. That is one way of talking about it. Well, no, dude, they honestly are. Because, like, uh, as later we'll find out, Peter is just, he's just an impatient dude. He, like, can't sit still, like, at all. Yeah, that's he true. will. He wants to start chopping people with his soul. Pretty much. And even after, as Jesus, when Jesus died, he was like, man, I just can't sit in a room all G dang day. I gotta go finch. Me too. Yeah. So, no, yeah. The, uh, all of, actually, and even later on, wasn't it uh, James and John who had the discussion of who's going to sit at the right hand of God? I think so. Yeah. And <laughs> one of them got their mom to ask Jesus, hey, uh, hey, could you put my son next to you, please? No, yeah. These, these guys were absolute goobers. If I may, I do believe all the 12 apostles... Yes, all 12 of the apostles, pre and post uh, Judas's thing, should be put on goober watch. Well, I don't <laughs> think it's it's less of them being goobers and more of them just being humans. And They're just like, normal dudes. Literally, Aren't the all humans goobers is gauge? right next to you, so at this point you have to be like, oh, well, I think they actually handled it pretty gracefully, I mean, except for that Judas guy. Well, it's like, yeah, <laughs> if you were approached by some guy who's just looks like a normal dude, and, you're just, and he's just like, hey... I'm God. Saw it, and you're just like, how though? Fig how tree, though? and then fig tree, <laughs> and you're like, okay, bet, and you just follow him. Like, what else are you gonna do? I guess. If Knox came over to wreck a session at Alex's house, and I was like, hey, Knox, I saw you over at Turner a second ago, and he's like, oh, 
Now, but like, uh, like, you know, you're a stalker. <laughs> you're a very fast like stalker. A, it's not like these dudes were really doing anything better with their time. Like, what, Fimsh? Fimsh. Nah, bro, follow this dude. Just Man, follow the Messiah? I just want to Fimsh, bro. I just want to <laughs> Well, anyway, I think I think that's as food. good of a spot as any, considering it's the end of the chapter to end the episode as well. How? Wait, are we already ending? I, I feel mean, like this one was a shorty. Boy. It, it's an hour long, but I think that oh. might be a a bit of John's going to be like that. Not since it is a lot more shaped. So big shout true, out man. for my boy JJ Paul and all all the other goobers that whined about. About the episodes, episodes being too long, it's like we might have a case on our hands. Someone called the Wambulance. Get, get an FB cry agent on this. Get J. Edgar Boo Hoover on the phone. All right, you can't just yeah. drop every single crying related pun that you have. Doing it. It's too late. Don't worry about it. Okay, so whose turn is it to pray? Not only is he beating uh, one horse's head in, I'm probably oh. fine with praying. No, um, the, the rules of no nos. Say so that Alex prays. I don't know who Bro, prayed last it. time. I feel like it was not. But it was, I no, it was you. Maybe? Could be. I'm pretty I'm sure. Not. Alex. Doesn't pause matter. Game. It's Alex's turn anyway. It doesn't pause. Just, it's multiplayer, no, I can't pause it. I can't pause all my games. Yes, I have been playing Minecraft almost this entire time. Almost? It has been this entire time. It has been the entire time. Regardless, though. I was still able to at least index the Bible, which yeah. makes me happy. You know what? I'll give you that. Alrighty. Please, gentlemen, bow head, glass pan, don't fart. Great. Always reverend <laughs> as usual. There's a reason Always. why the Spirit intercedes for us. It's true. <laughs> I'm the greatest example. Um, Chief among sinners. Dear Father, thank you for allowing us to start, not necessarily, but kind of in a weird way, a season two of The Bus Boys, where we now, instead of going through uh, a lot of hot button, or rather not a hot button topic, but an explanation of how your salvation has interceded for us um, in our relationship to our Jewish brothers in Christ, Previously, Jewish brothers in Christ. Well, still Jewish brothers. You know what I mean. Um, instead, you are now taking us through a book written by one of your dearest apostles. Lord, I ask that you, uh, while we are reading this, uh, encourage us um, that we may find uh, nuggets of wisdom which you have planted <laughs> in the book of John, um, that we may find them, really inspect them, hopefully do them enough justice uh, as much as four uh, idiot kids on a podcast can. Um, Lord, That I ask that hopefully we'll be able to also be diligent with our time, that we might be able to finish the book of John at least before Knox graduates college early, um, if it be within your will. <laughs> and I thank you for the sleep that I assume we will all enjoy eventually tonight. In all these things, I pray, praising your name. Amen. Amen. It takes slight offense of being called an idiot during your prayer. But... Also, <laughs> you did call him an idiot and then talked about how he's about to graduate in like three days. Something. Yeah. All day I faced a barren waste without the taste of water.
blood dry and the souls that cry for water. Don't you listen to him, Dan? He's a devil, not a man, and he spreads a burning sand with water. Water, water. Dan, can you see that big green tree where the water's running free and it's waiting there for me and you? Clear water. The shadows sway.